Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Wednesday, April 28th, 2021. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, we've got some numbers to ponder as President Joe Biden takes the stage in his first joint address to Congress tonight. Number two, we've got details on what he's planning to propose. And number three, a sneak peek at the Daily Punch bonus episode with Steve Scalise that will drop later today. All right, Jake, uh, the top of Punchbowl News AM this morning is actually a pretty interesting item around three numbers that I'm going to list off. $6.1 trillion, 54%, and zero. Make sense of what those three numbers mean separately and together. Yeah. Um, so $6.1 trillion is a number that when we started, you and I started covering politics more, you know, roughly a decade ago, a little bit more. Um, uh, that number, uh, that amount of spending would have been completely unfathomable. It would have been crazy. <laughs> like people would have been laughed you out of the room, right? Yeah, it actually, it's actually kind of worth thinking about for a second and just dwelling on this because, you know, you remember when, when Barack Obama or any president for that matter um, unveiled like a big spending package the narrative in D.C. would just be like, yeah, that's a nice proposal, but that has no chance. And Congress is probably never even going to take it up like Congress is going to try to pass six point one trillion dollars of spending. So let me let's break this down for a second. They've already passed one point nine. The American Rescue Plan, the American Jobs Plan is another two point five trillion. That's under under consideration right now. That might that might not be they might not get two point five trillion dollars, but they're they're certainly trying. And then tonight. Uh, the president is going to propose um, $1.8 trillion in the American family plan. So that's $6.1 trillion uh, of spending, just staggering amount of money that, as we say, will just remake, uh, reshape the American economy and society. I think the one thing I just want to, and then we'll go on to the other two numbers, which are also super important. But the other thing that is just I think gives this ability to even talk about these numbers this way is because you come off. You can't, I think, not put into context the fact that Republicans, when we came in to covering Congress, it was all about kind of being a fiscal steward. You know, you you know, you needed to pay for what you were you were doing. Democrats were loose with spending and Republicans were going to have this austerity and be you know fiscally conservative. And then came Donald Trump, who didn't really care. And so it's almost like Republicans are trying to get religion again on these kind of big numbers saying these packages are too large. But for the last four years, Donald Trump kind of wrote checks no matter what. Yeah, but not at this level. <laughs> I mean, this is just this is this is crazy. All right. The next number is 54 uh, percent. Biden's current approval rating. It's held pretty steady. Um, it's it's gone up and down a tiny bit. His disapproval rating is, has crept up to 41 percent. You know, not, you know, this isn't crazy stuff. Um, he's getting dragged down a little bit by the situation at the border, which is a complete disaster. Not as popular as Barack Obama, George Bush or Bill Clinton at this point in his presidency. But he's definitely as popular. <laughs> he's definitely more popular than Donald Trump. 
And then when you think about that, it's also, I mean, it's pretty stunning. I, I, I think when you talk to Democrats in town about where Biden's popularity is, how he feels this confidence to propose such these, these massive programs as we were just talking about, it's because he kind of came in and has had such success with the vaccine. I feel like they have a, they feel like there's a lot of wind at their back in terms of, listen, he said he was going to do something. He's done it. Now it's about the economic recovery. And they, I, I think feel very, very confident about how where the American public is. And Republicans have frankly had a hard time attacking Joe Biden so far in office. Because I, they don't have the most potent argument against Joe Biden right now is that he's spending like a or he's proposing spending like a drunken sailor, right? But Republicans have literally no leg to stand on there. Zero. Because they spent like crazy when um when or they proposed spending like crazy and did spend like crazy when when Donald Trump was in office. So they have no leg to stand on on that on that front at all. Uh, the third number is zero. And this is going to be we maybe we'll get flack for this, but who cares? Um, no Republicans are going to support the American family plan. That's for sure. I don't you know, a lot of people are suggesting that there's a there's some um, there's going to be Republican support for the infrastructure bill. I don't know. I mean, I'd say there could be if Biden drops all um, all tax increases. No, no Republicans going to vote to unwind the tax bill. Um, so, you know, I think that number stays at zero. All right. The number two story of the day. What is Joe Biden actually going to propose tonight in his family plan? This is this $1.8 trillion package that we've been talking about. I think a couple of interesting things that to me uh, stuck out with basically some highlights that the White House is uh, unveiling this morning, you know, $200 for universal preschool for all three and four-year-old children. You have $62 billion for student retention programs at community colleges. A lot of things here that obviously don't historically go in an infrastructure package, but that are going to be very popular with the American public. $225 billion for childcare for low and middle income families. Those are just three of the kind of programs that I think you look at what the Biden administration is trying to do. It's building support through some of these programs that are pretty popular. And $800 billion in expanding the uh, bunch of tax credits, which is uh, including the child tax credit. But how do they pay for this? They pay for this by um, uh, snapping back the top individual ta individual tax rate to 39.6. Capital gains tax will be capital gains will be taxed at regular income rates for people making more than a million dollars a year. Uh, closing the carried interest loophole and killing the step up basis, which allows rich people to give their assets um, from generation to generation at a favorable tax rate. So tons of tax increases. Uh, the White House is very eager to suggest that this is only um, this is basically only for going to hit a tiny, tiny, tiny percent of people. Very true. Um, but, you know, the the Republicans are going to make the point that it's going to actually hit everybody because, um, you know, they they believe rich people uh, have a big part in the economy and will pass off costs in various ways uh, to lower income people.
And let's move on to the number three story of the day. Jake, you were down in sunny Orlando, Florida for the annual House Republican retreat, doing some interviews. We don't want to give away too much because we have a Daily Punch bonus edition with House Minority Whip Steve Scalise coming out later today. Um, but tell us, us a little bit about what you found from him. I think the most interesting thing about Steve Scalise right now is the fact that he has been able to stay out of the fight between Kevin McCarthy and Liz Cheney, frankly, and kind of... Well, I would say Liz Cheney doesn't think that they've been he's been able to stay out of the fight. It's his goal to stay out of the fight, but he's basically... Um, he's basically uh, not back Cheney. He's he's basically said, eh, it's somebody else's problem. That's smart politics for him, theoretically. Uh, Cheney notices. There's no question about that. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of people think it's too cute by half. But, you know, Scalise is staying the hell out of that fight. What a nasty fight between Kevin McCarthy and Liz Cheney. We've been covering that. We covered it in our afternoon edition yesterday. The House Republican leadership is just at a breaking point. Absolutely stunning. The the beef between Kevin McCarthy and Liz Cheney is overwhelming. I can't imagine. I don't know how they're going to last this entire Congress without some sort of large, large scale intervention. Anyway, Scalise. um, uh, really dumped all over the police reform efforts led by uh, Tim Scott and others in the Senate. Not gonna, it's not gonna be a uh, a winner in the House among House Republicans at least. Um, uh, if if that gets through the Senate, we talked to him about that. We talked to him about a whole host of things. Uh, COVID. We talked to him about um, Disney World, which he's a big fan of. I I don't know if you know that, but he, uh, he holds a big trip there every year. But anyway, check it out. We have the link in the newsletter today to subscribe. We're gonna try to do more of these bonus episodes as time. As time allows, uh, it was very convenient having all the leaders in one place in Orlando. Um, we'll try to convene people in other places so we could do this in the future. But uh, yeah, I uh, hope you enjoy and listen and have a good time with it. All right. And one quick programming note, just want to alert you to, we'd love for you to join us for a Punchbowl News pop-up conversation with Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg on Tuesday, May 4th at 11.30 a.m., There is going to be no shortage of topics uh, for us to discuss with him. So we hope you'll join us for that virtual event. And with that, thanks so much for listening. Hit that subscribe button. Leave us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.